podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Uh, he is Josh Landy. Daddy, Daddy Bear Josh Landy. Um, Indeed. Indeed. Still, we are two weeks and a day in and... Uh, yeah, all going quite well so far, Boyd. Good. Although rumour has it that your uh, baby daughter did shit on the carpet. Is that is that fair? <laughs> she did a projectile shit on about um, yeah. day yeah. nine onto the onto we- the carpet. And I must say, my wife is uh, very rare to go with swear words. But, um, <laughs> really, a mighty f word in the middle of the night, which did alarm me. I was oh, sort yeah. of relieved actually in the end. It was just our new carpet that's been uh, permanently stained. Maybe she was I mean, listening to you on this podcast. No, no, no. I mean, I never knew you, you don't quite know what to do. Do you? people say, "Oh, get a bit of salt, baking soda, water"? I mean, we we covered most of our bedroom in baking soda, and it didn't seem to have any massive impact. There was still a, a huge stain. Um, but um, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, we'll have a little baby daughter update at the beginning of every podcast. I think from now yeah, now congratulations, to congratulations. Anyway, yeah. yeah, that that's the sound. That's the sound there. The unmistakable sound of Dan Roebuck, uh, <laughs> voice of Arsenal, as I like to call him, who has been the voice of Arsenal tonight. You are fresh from commentating on the game on the Southampton Arsenal game yep. for the Arsenal website. Correct. That is true. Yes. Very Can I ask as well? Can I ask Dan because this is so interesting? Dan's obviously used to being in the stadiums and has been doing it from home tonight. How hard is it for you? Because you haven't even got Nigel, your co-commentator, next to you. So he's remote as well. How have you found it? Uh, It's been a bit of a challenge. And tonight, those uh, millions who were uh, listening in uh, were... uh, (laughs) Uh, unfortunately, we're witness to my internet connection dropping out for a minute. Um, oh, no. The second half, which is the first time that it's happened. Um, and we've been covering the games like this since uh, Project Restart. So that was way back in June. Um, so I've actually only been to one Arsenal game uh, since Project Restart. And that was the pre-season friendly against Milton Keynes, uh, in which I was... Um, uh, told to cover from the ground which is great um but obviously it is difficult and and this is not just arsenal it's across a lot of club channels there's only a certain amount of people you can let into the ground um so therefore this is how we're covering and by and large it's worked quite well i do a lot of off-tube commentaries anyway so in terms of of the job it's not a disaster it's never as good as being there as you know when you're sat in your seats when when you're watching games you see so much more than just what the television director gives you so that's all that we get uh, and generally the 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 communication although we had a an issue tonight with mine and it generally it's been pretty good so it's it's a, a challenge to a certain extent but it's not that bad and i hasten to add that if you were doing a game from off tube uh, someone like bt or sky an awful lot of the time your co-commentator is in a different studio to you, a different voiceover booth to you. So it's even if you were going into somewhere to do the game rather than at home as we're doing it, it would be something similar. So it's, it's what an awful lot of commentators have got used to this year. Did you and uh, Nigel Winterburn think that the, in the first half when Lacazette was, I would say, uh, uh, grappled with by, um, by their defender and had a penalty shout, which was deemed not a penalty by um, BT Sports uh, referee, pundit, expert, whoever that was, and Martin Keown. And I thought that was very, very uh, quick to be dismissed. I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. Nigel thought it was a penalty. Oh, good. Um, because, because the, the was it Vokins, the part? I can't remember. Yeah, Vok- yeah Vokins, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, his arm was 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 sort of linked right. on and hooked round. Yeah, and then there's also a tiny bit of contact with it with the feet as well. I thought yeah. that was clumsy. I thought that was a penalty. I mean, we're sort of bound to say to a certain extent because we are Arsenal. Uh, but no, but he was all over him. No, Focus was I, all I, over him. I thought it what was, was a penalty. What was funny on the on the BT um, Sport coverage? The who, Josh, do you remember who the referee expert was? They have on. Is it Peter Walton? Peter, Peter Walton. Walton. Peter yeah. Walton. Yeah, yeah. he yeah, said no, they should be confused with Kent Walton. <laughs> right. Peter Walton um, watched the replay and he went, this is a really good angle. You can see clearly there's no contact. I'm like, it was a terrible angle. You could not see at all. It was a a penalty. It was Mm. weird. Anyway, the bigger, the bigger, what I was going to start with by asking you, because debate rages on Twitter right now, um, because I tweeted saying, I think tonight's result justifies 
Arteta's team selection in the Cup on Saturday. And my reasoning is this. Josh is already shaking his head. Uh, My reasoning is this. A, the team he picked on Saturday, I know it included players that have now become effectively the B team, you know, Pepe's and Williams and all of that. But not so long ago, they were the A team. And it's not like they're not experienced, you know, in theory. I mean, we'll get on to individuals later. But the team, it wasn't like he played a completely you know, um, a, a team of kids, you know, that we've never heard of before or anything like that. It was a, it was an entirely recognisable team of, in theory, perfectly decent professional footballers, right, who have played consistently this season. And, all right, we lost m- m- narrowly. And tonight, we've advanced up to eighth in the league. I know teams around us have got games in hand, but we're eighth in the league. We're four points off Liverpool, right? And for me, advancing up the league is much more important than, than another win in the FA Cup. We've shown we're a cup team. We know we're a cup team. We've been a cup team for the last, what, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years. We know what we can do in the cup. It's the league that counts, doesn't it? Don't you think? I, I, I would agree. I mean, I said ahead of the Southampton FA Cup game that at this stage of a cup competition and the FA Cup, the league is more important. When you start to get to quarterfinals to semifinals, you can swing it around just in terms of one yeah. individual game. But I thought that this game was more important. There's only five changes from the weekend. I think the key thing about the game at the weekend was that Southampton went very strong. They were yes. stronger for that yeah. game than they were for the game tonight. Now, that's been a bit disingenuous because obviously they're... they're uh, first choice fullbacks were both missing tonight and you had two players who were making their first Premier League starts of the season tonight in Valerie and Vokings and Vokings looked a little bit out of his depth although he was in the same England under-19 side as both Saka and Smith-Rowe a few years ago so you can see how they've impre- progressed and, and he's not so much but I, you know they picked a, a, a strong team at the weekend Arsenal were a little mix and match I thought that Mikel Arteta made the perfect choices and could have been different against Southampton if um, they'd have gone a little weaker at the weekend it, it might have been different but I, yeah. I'm not I'm not unhappy about how the, the two games have transpired yeah. I don't think in the end No Josh you, you were shaking your head but it would, wouldn't it if stand back from it a minute wouldn't it be I, I, I wasn't in the remotely surprised by his team selection on Saturday I mean I know I, I, I can't you know I mean I'm, I'm vehemently you know opposed to William ever playing ever, ever again for Arsenal but you know, bearing in mind you've got to arrest certain players like Emil Smith-Rowe, who's very young, you can't play every single game, you know, then it was inevitable, wasn't it, that, that he was playing some of those other players that, have, that, that, that kind of played in, in, in the bad period this season. And B, two games in four days against the same team, away against the same team, Southampton, playing the same 11 in two, it, it would have been just weird, wouldn't it? Picking the same players. I think, I don't think any other team in the, in the league would have done that. I don't, you know, you don't, you don't get, and, and it was really, it was kind of weird that Southampton picked their strongest team in the cup as well. So those are my various reasons for thinking that Arteta was perfectly justified in his team selection. No, I do. I do feel the other way to you, both on this, I think with the league position that we're in, and I know we've gone and won again today and we're on this remarkable you know, title-winning form, frankly, in the last six games. The next 16 points is is absolutely brilliant, but we are still in a extraordinarily unlikely situation to make the top four, and it is going to be very tough to make, you know, the top six. Look, if we if we beat United and we win some of these very tough games coming up, maybe we'll all start to feel a little bit differently. But I don't know. We've got such pedigree in the FA Cup, and to just go and look at that team and be like, you know, it's, it's Eddie and Ketia who... Uh, you know, I, I don't think is going to ever be a first choice Arsenal striker. And I don't think is ever going to be hugely exciting to be the, the option that comes off the bench. Martinelli, who has had so little game time um, and obviously had a little setback since he's come back. You know, Willian, who has just been a, a huge disappointment. I just wondered where we were going to get enough goals and, and be enough of a goal threat, especially with obviously a Bamiyan supposed to travel um, and not able to. I just would have wanted to see Lacazette um, start the game. And, and I don't know with Smith-Rowe. Um, I'd possibly put this game as slightly more significant. Of course, once you get to the quarterfinals, semifinals, we've seen a, a very strong team done in, in recent years. But you, you kind of have to get there. And I just thought this was a good opportunity um, to do so. And it just, it, as soon as you saw the lineup, you thought, well, it's really clear where the 
um, Arteta priority is. And I don't know. If we end up in the top six of the league, we'll all go, it was worth it. Good decision. More important to get three points against Southampton. I'm just not sure I quite believe that we will I th- at the minute. I, I, I thought, I thought the, the, the draw might have been factored in. It's Southampton away mm. and then it's Wolves away. That, that you know, you're, you're, if you're plotting a way, route through or a quarterfinal, you've got to win two, you know, tough games away from home against more than competent Premier League sides. I think that might have been a fact. Uh, and what if, yeah, I think, what if we'd lost tonight? I, think about that, though. What if we'd lost, you know... No shame. No shame. If we'd no, no, no shame. But, but no shame. But we're on, we're on a great run of form in the league, right? And then you lose it suddenly. And we've got Man United on Saturday... And you're then potentially into another little mini crisis period, aren't you? You're, you're down back to 11th, 12th. I don't think people quite realise that, how, you know, we were 11th again before the game tonight. And, you know, and, all and the more we've got, really, got a tough run coming up, right? We've had a decent, we have a, I just think it was very, it's very short-sighted to think that this game, we could have played tired. How, I thought we looked really vibrant and fresh tonight. And I don't think it's any coincidence that those five players came in and were much more... And I thought Southampton looked, looked a bit knackered. And I know the, all these things are, you know, with the benefit of hindsight and everything. But I don't know. I just, and the <laughs> bottom line is, those players you were talking about, even Nketiah, remember? Nketiah was, was actually starting quite a lot of games in the league, wasn't he? In that, it, basically, in the terrible run. When Lacazette was off form, he, he started a few games. It's not, it's not unknown that Nketiah starts games in the league. So Boy, I know... There's no, there's no question which was prioritised. And... Yep. Ultimately, Arteta must have been happy to take the scenario that we've transpired into. So, but I don't you think my final point on this? Don't you think, Dan? He, sh- I, I don't think Arteta would have thought that team they picked against Southampton in the cup was inevitably going to lose. I don't think. I think he picked that team thinking we can scrape through this with this team. I, I, I think he thought that that it's it's a team he put out to that could win the game. I, I think everyone was surprised yeah. with with the Southampton uh, lineup given what they did against Shrewsbury when they played an awful lot of I mean they were playing the likes of Ulandilu who who came on tonight. They played an awful lot of players that hadn't played before and okay that was I don't know what league Shrewsbury in I think mean, league 1 or league 2 but it, it either way you think well if that's how he's treating the cup I think it, I, I think he got it right. I think it was later down the line in the cup, it would have been different, which takes the obvious. But I think the Wolves thing in the background, I, I just think, you know, that team could have won the game. It didn't. That It was a poor game all round. They were better. Tonight, Arsenal were much better. And you're right, I thought Arsenal looked fresh. First 45 minutes was great. Second 45 was always going to be different. Obviously, the scoreline dictated that as much as anything else. But coaches changed things after, you know, a game where there was so much open football. Um, but, you know, Arsenal just, as Josh points out, there's some, you know, really good form at the moment. Try and keep that up in the league. Yeah. And run yeah. into United and then, what is it, Wolves and Villa away. That's going to be tough. Yeah. So, I think I, I can't really suggest that he got it wrong. Yeah, keeping up momentum, I think, in, in, this, in the yeah. league is, is so important. Anyway, we'll move on from that. But just looking on Twitter, I'm just, I was looking at it, and um, I think it's, it's very 50-50. It's very divided. But fans seem to be either one way or the other. Uh, well, look, Ricky Lawrence, they're, they're... R- regular guest on this show, and your mate Ricky Lawrence is, 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 is infuriated with me. He thinks I'm talking rubbish. But others well, are right. defending me. <laughs> okay, but tonight, no, let's... Right. Let's no, be positive. I, I, just one final thing. You got to remember okay. why are we why are we even in Europe at the moment? You know, for this, you know, because of the FA Cup, and uh, you mentioned Isn't it we, the case? we could be eleventh. Okay. We could be eleventh in about you know a week's time again, and and you know how are we going to find our way to? It's not just about the fact we're three four points away, is it? You know, it, it's about how many good teams there are above us. Who I'm not sure we're definitely um, better than. I just thought the FA Cup, especially well, the moment you know, West Ham are fourth for fuck's sake. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. West Ham are fourth. We can go. We can go above West Ham, can't we? Yeah, but loads Capable. of teams. And you mentioned okay, Southampton away, Wolves away, but then you also go well, Man United and Liverpool are playing each other and cancelling out. So you got probably one team you're scared of there, Man City in the draw. And we've shown that we can do it in a one-off in the last couple of years. So I don't know. I was just a bit sad. And I just you know, Willian, I think we're all, we've all given up on, right? So to see yeah. him in that number 10 role, you've already not got Tierney. Now Saka's not playing, you know, Smith Rowe's been in great form, is not playing. Lacazette, you know, wasn't starting. There's no even a Bamiang to come on. It just felt like there was a couple of players short from 
thinking that we could win the game and we, we didn't create very much. So yeah, we'll move on, but I was disappointed. One more thing actually, before we move Jonathan Houseman, who's also um, one of our mates says um, that apparently this year, the FA cup gives you the conference Europe league, not the Europa. Is that right? Does anyone know if that's true? He seemed, he says he's 90% sure of that. Does that mean the pre-qualifying of the Europa? Is that, is that what what's that, that means? What's that? He says it's the FA Cup gives you the Conference Europe League, not it's, the Europa. Uh, I think he could be right. Actually, it's, it's, it's the it's the oh, what is it called? I should know because I think I'm working on it next year. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the Europa Conference, is it? Right, right. Which um, is like a okay. Does the FA thought I does the FA Cup only put you through to no no? Hang on. Okay. The, Le- the League Cup only gets oh the League Cup. The okay. FA Cup is still Europa League. Okay, good knowledge. The League Thank Cup is n- is not a Europa League place. It's the Europa Conference. Okay. If you win the League Cup, yeah. All right. Okay. I good. mean that okay. is is that that is a, a competition where you'll be playing teams from the Faroes and Albania and right. Kazakhstan and so on. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I am. I'm on Wikipedia, and that, that very much is correct, of course, as you'd expect from Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The EFL Cup winners for England yeah. uh, will be okay. uh, placed into uh, into this competition. But there you go. Good to good still to know. Thurs- Thanks for still Thursday up. nights, apparently. It's still going to be Thursdays, um, and it's oh, be, terrific. And I think Great. it may, it may uh, well be sort of early kickoffs. So you might be looking at something oh, God. Four Wonder what channel is <laughs> snapping up those rights. <laughs> yeah. But of course, just but one, one more final photo. We are still in the Europa, of course. So, you know, it's not like we've got that. Yeah, Benfica you know. without a win in three, incidentally. Right, there you go. For me, like the path <laughs> in the Europa might be easier than the path in the FA Cup. Who knows? Anyway, let's put that debate to one side and focus on the fact that tonight might have been one of the best performances of the season in terms of playing well in two halves of good football, I think. I know we went behind early on after, you know, we should have scored in, what, the first minute, like I said, should have scored. So, but generally our play, I thought, was energetic, um, fluid, you know, all the young players, brilliant. I know um, Saka was man of the match. I thought Smith had another brilliant game. The, the revelation was Cedric, wasn't he? Dan, Cedric, like, was Cedric was fantastic. a bit shit on Saturday, I thought. I mean, yeah. you know, out of position and not and kind of felt like he wasn't really used to putting in crosses from that side. But tonight he was amazing. Yeah, he 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 got forward in the FA Cup game early on and missed uh, he missed one sort of presentable opportunity to to get a shot at least on target, didn't he? Early, yeah. but here and 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 on his right side. But here, crossfield balls diagonally, and I think. Um, he got a second assist, if you believe in these things, for the Lacazette goal because it was his crossfield ball that oh, yeah. Saka yeah. took out. And yeah, he was excellent. I mean, he has played left back before for Southampton, for Inter on on the odd occasion, and it's basically who do you want as your backup to Kieran Tierney? Yeah, is he obviously Kalasnac is is now back in in Germany at uh, is he at Schalke now um, on loan? I think he's on loan. Um, so is it Ainsley Maitland Niles? Uh, is he your backup? Is it Bukayo Saka or is Saka now basically moved on and is he basically a, a forward player from here on in and he's not auxiliary left back or left wing back? So who do you want as your as your as your backup left sided midfield uh, left sided defender? And, it, and it's potentially Cedric. It was a good performance. I thought well, I think tonight he sealed the deal, didn't he? I mean, yeah. you, you know, I think he showed that he could. It maybe it was good that he he did play on Saturday in that position and and must yeah. have seen. I bet you can guarantee, can't you, that Arteta would have shown him where he went wrong or you know in that in his performance Saturday. And tonight he just like clearly learnt from that and 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 just was a really proper good fullback performance. I think yeah. having a fullback playing in fullback is better, isn't it, than having? Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, on Saturday he was up against Carl Walker Peters, who was the who's the Southampton right back. Today up against yeah. Jan Valerie, yeah. Valerie who who played last season, but this is only this is his first Premier League start this season, which surprised me. He came through the Wren Academy, and he, I thought he looked good last season. He's been bombed out a bit this year, and I think he gets forward too much and he leaves gaps at the back. And Cedric had a lot of joy, so it might have been different against a better fullback. He might have been pushed back a little bit more. There might have been something else to worry about. Um, but I thought that. By and large, that was a massive tick in the right box. I thought he was excellent. He was maybe not he? man of the match. Saka probably took man of the match. Yeah, Saka was official fact, man. I think of the he match, got yeah. it. He, he did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, Pakayo Saka was was just fantastic. I mean, he is a, a brilliant player. And we talk about auxiliary left backs. I mean, he's he could play anywhere, couldn't he? Really, he yeah. really could play anywhere. And I never thought I'd I'd see him sort of you know right midfield of an attacking three. But 
crikey, he was brilliant tonight. Was... Yeah, and you have to give. I, I keep thinking this in in the bad period, as I keep referring to it as when we had what was it one win in ten or whatever it was, horrific. Um, Arteta putting him on that side. That was, you know, that was a brilliant, um, has proven to be a masterstroke, isn't it? Because he's managed to incorporate Saka on that on that side, switched him over. He's now an incredible, consistent threat every single game. He's winning man of the match. I think he's won man That's of the match great. in three of our last four games. And tonight, for example, he could play Pepe on the other side. Which, and that worked as well. Pepe looked yeah, much... I th- I, yeah, I thought he was... I mean, he play, he's played Europa League left-hand side. Yeah. And, and he's always played better. But against what opposition is it in the Europa League? If you play yeah. Boulder and Dundalk and... That type of sort of quality, and whoever played last year, but you know he, he seemed. It was the point was made. I think one or two tweets that that um, we took to, tonight, and we're saying that he always wants to come inside on the right hand side. You know what yeah. he's going to do. Yeah. Whereas the left, you know, sometimes he will go to the byline. Some, he will do something different. You're not quite sure what he's going to do. He's, he's he's less predictable maybe over on that left. I thought he was for, first 45 minutes excellent. You know, took his goal really well. Showed a bit of strength. Went on some good runs. And and the price tag is the problem, isn't it, for Pepe? Because he's um, yeah, people yeah. just expect seventy five million every single time he goes onto the pitch. And also, I think the fact the problem's really been is it's the price tag. It's that. You're right. He does. He's very predictable, isn't he? On the other side, he always does the same thing. He kind of cuts in, runs with dribbles. Sometimes beats the player, cuts inside, and then launches that shot from long. Like I, for me, it's like, why don't you ever run a bit more in the penalty area? Well, it's, yeah, that's a bit take weird. Take it forward more. Be more. Take it forward more. Right. Yeah. Nigel Winterman was saying that. Get your head up. Take it forward more. You don't have to be static. You don't have to try and do the same thing. You don't have to look back. You know. Be more positive. Be more ambitious on the ball. We saw that. He got in, got in some advanced positions. Got in the box a bit more. Caused problems. I don't think he's going to start against United at the weekend, but I no. don't think he's the, the, the worst coming off the bench. I mean, presumably if Aubameyang's back. Aubameyang's in this weird uh, mystery Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, don't no. know at all what the situation no. is there. No. Um, um, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, we don't want to speculate either, but um, who knows? We don't, I don't think anyone really knows whether he'll be back on, on Saturday. So anything could happen there. Um, Josh, what, what was your... Who was your... Um, uh, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by, particularly by Cedric, secondly by Pepe. Um, and I just thought generally it was a very heartening performance. It, it was, wasn't it? I mean, first minute, we, we should have been one nil up. I imagine that unless that was a minute that Dan's internet cut out, that he, he was up ready to celebrate with, with Nigel. I was, I was like, wow, we're going to be one yeah. up. So to, to, uh, it, it was so pleasing because I think um, uh, we have been very poor when we've gone behind this season, yes. I, Dan yes. probably knows more, more about this, but I think it was actually only the home game against Southampton where we managed to get any league Correct. points back when we've gone behind. So, so to see us come back and within five minutes, get the equaliser and then actually, um, you know, be probably put in one of our better performances this season uh, was, was terrific. I thought Cedric on Saturday, it was getting a bit boring that he was constantly going down and cutting back and having to put the ball in with his right. And it, it looked like Carl Walker-Peters, had the better of him for, you know, the vast majority um, of the game. And it was a complete turnaround today, you know, his, his performance. And Saka is, is just the most exciting talent to come from our academy since, since Wilshire, isn't he? And I noticed actually that, you know, he's up to 45 Premier League games Saka has now played and he's, he's nearer 19 than he is 20. It, it is amazing. And I think the uh, interviewer on BT Sport made the point that he has more goals than all other teenagers in the Premier League combined. And, you know, we are, we are incredibly fortunate to, to have him. Um, and it just, you know, seems like he's, he's an absolute, one of the first names on the team sheet. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, when we talk about P players that were left out on, Saturday of the FA Cup game, we're talking about Saka and Smith Rowe as being two absolutely key people that we predict. Whereas you'd think in in more normal times, this would be the sort of games where you are throwing them in and hoping um, hoping they survive and and thrive. So, yes, really encouraged by tonight, but so intrigued as to what you know the next few you know weeks um, are going to have in in store. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I'm just intrigued, but we're lucky. Also, Lacazette has come back into form at a time where um, Aubameyang has been, you know, in, in slightly less impressive form, and yeah. also now potentially out for a few games. Lacazette's playing really well in this formation, I think, isn't he, um, Dan? Like, I think, I mean, he missed that chance in the in, in the in the first minute, which was annoying because he should have scored. But apart from that, I just think his link up play 
And some of his passing tonight was brilliant. Like the in fact, he, part, he, he had an assist, didn't he? Which was brilliantly timed little pass. Um, I just think he's really important in this setup. And I think actually the whole four-two-three-one thing is helping Pepe a bit because he he often doesn't get to play in that formation. He was playing in, wasn't he? Four-three-three, and the emphasis was much more on him. I think out wide. I just think I have. To, I mean, I was I was kind of furious with Arteta for a period, but now I feel like he's won a lot of. He's got a lot of, he deserves a lot of acclaim for for getting into this formation, which is much less predictable, isn't it? It's much more, it's just the, the chalk and cheese, this this lot, playing this formation to the 4-3-3 situation we had in that period when when William and that, those people were playing all the time. <laughs> those people. Those uh, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, um, like, like as that fell out of form, didn't he? I mean, he, he fell out of form. Yeah. But, he, but he's come back hungry. What I really like about him is that he seems to link up so well. I mean, that goal against West Brom with Smith-Rowe, Lacazette and, and Saka was just sensational football. And he just links up so well. He's got 45 Premier League goals in 114 Premier League appearances, Lacazette. It's not quite one in two. That's pretty good, it's though, isn't not, it? It's not so right, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I'd love someone to, because there's a constant comparison with him and Giroud. Now, now Giroud's everyone's favourite Arsenal striker of oh, all time yeah. suddenly. And I, I, I still prefer Lacazette. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 the, I'm, I'm staying yeah. with that. Yeah. I, like, Lacazette, I mean, he played with his back to goal an awful lot tonight, didn't he? But, you yeah. know, he, he, he's, he put his body on the line when he threw himself at the cross from side. I, I thought he had another good game. He seems to relish playing with the youngsters. He, he, he brings people into play. Yet he had a dip in form and Ketchy came in, didn't really quite work. I'm not saying that Eddie's done with just yet. You know, he can still contribute. But, you know, Laka, I thought he, he, he's been excellent recently. And, mm. and you're right, he seems to fit with Smith-Rowe buzzing around and, and Saka or Oberon on right and left or whoever plays in those positions. It, it looks a good fit at the moment. It looks like... Yeah. Mikel Arteta's got it right. Yeah, Joshua, what are you going to say? Yeah. I, well, no, I did just see that the Arsenal uh, Twitter account um, put out something to the uh, effect of "We are thinking of you, Oba." So uh, I'm oh, okay. quite, we're not quite sure uh, yeah. um, what, what the situation. Yeah, thinking of you, Oba. The uh, Arsenal tweet uh, about ten thirty said so. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, whatever the situation is, is is um, it's not going to mean that we lose him for for too much longer, but um, yeah, it can't be uh, it can't be brilliant news, you suspect. But I think on the plus side, I mean, I, I, whatever's happening with him, we, obviously, I mean, we, of course, we wish him well and all that. But I, I think another big plus tonight was that you know we can, we can work in this formation, we can work perfectly well without him. You know, brilliant as he is, brilliant. You know, we've got enough. And Martinelli didn't play. Martinelli didn't even come on. He was going to come on at one to point. Come on, wasn't yeah, he? that was that weird. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That was well, Pepe got booked. Poor Pepe. I mean, did he, he, he re- get booked in that because he was is about to come off and then he came. Yeah, back again. I didn't even yeah. See I mean, was, he kept. He was booked for slowly for being too slow, but it, <laughs> but he wasn't going off anyway. <laughs> he wasn't going off anyway. So really unlucky. That must be the unluckiest booking in in, in recent football history. Uh, <laughs> Paul, you know, his best game for Arsenal for ages. Scores a goal and then gets booked for well, walking for slowly, off, even though he's not meant to be going off. That was exactly, and didn't go off and didn't go. Played ninety minutes, oh, which is dear, which is which is very rare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What is going to happen? I, 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 should we take a quick break, Josh? And then, and then I'll ask the big question of the moment. What is going to happen with William after this break? If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. We have to talk about William because, again, I, I mean, I, it's already, isn't it already the situation? Right, this is going to sound a bit harsh, but he seems so pointless to, to, uh, to, to me right now, Rexy. Dan's shaking his head. But 
I just can't see what the point of having him right now in in this in 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 the, in, the, in the, any team. I don't feel like now Arteta could could pick him at all. You know, especially now the FA Cup's gone. I don't think even think in the Europa he can possibly pick him because it's going to seem really stupid and, and weird because he's been so pointless apart from that very first game he played. So the situation, what happens with him now? We can't sell him, can we? This quickly, we can't move him on. So we've got a kind of another lame duck. It feels like we've got after just after the Urzil situation was sorted and you know he's officially gone and you know we wish him well and all that but we've got another lame duck hugely expensive player on a massive weekly wage who is old and he's <laughs> unbelievably got another two and a half years on his contract it seems an extraordinary situation i know i'm not saying dan asking you dan to confirm that he's pointless <laughs> but it is a weird situation isn't it on the day on the day <laughs> that william makes his 400th wow league appearance wow Across Europe's top divisions, that's for Shakhtar, multiple title winner and cup winner and UEFA cup winner, for Angie Makachkala, where he was in Russian football briefly, and for Chelsea, where he was a title winner, uh, an <laughs> FA Cup winner and a Europa League winner, and for Arsenal, 400th league appearance tonight. You're throwing him under the bus. Um, three <laughs> Premier League assists so far this season, which is a team high, along with Emile Smith-Rowe, although... Many of them may well have been a few games ago. I thought he came on and looked busy. I'm not saying he's been a huge success because he hasn't. I, I could understand the signings. Sometimes you can understand the signings and they don't work out necessarily. But we'll see what happens. I thought he gave a bit of energy when he came on. Um, I'm always going to defend everybody, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I, look, no. When you say, okay, when you say you can understand the signing, at that age for that for three years for two hundred well, and reported two hundred two hundred fifty k a week. I don't know what I don't know what the money's on. But if mm. if we if you look, I th- what we've got is we've got three teenagers in Saka, in Smithrow, and in Martinelli. I oh, know I think Smithrow's twenty now, isn't he? Is um, who? Okay, you you could probably predict Saka. Martinelli was injured at the start of the season, wasn't he? Yeah. And and Smithrow has has sort of come from left field because he yeah, had that yeah. the, the loan spell at Huddersfield last season. So, if you wanted a bit more experience, we don't know what the situation was with Mesut Özil exactly, but in the summer it looked like he was going to be he's going to move at some stage. So, if you just wanted to get some experience, why not? He came on a free. I know he. I don't I don't know what the wages are exactly. Um, it, it's not worked out. He's not playing every single game as as we thought he might do after the, the game against Fulham. I don't know. Mm. That's that's mm. the sort of the, the, yeah. the that, that that's the case for. I guess I guess I, I can I see know, what you I mean. I know I'm not I'm not going to change no, no, no. anyone's mind with that. No, but I can see. To be fair to you, I can see what you mean. There's a certain logic, I guess. Yeah. To if you if you if you because the Emil Smith Rowe things happened, wasn't it? Almost back, and that's often the great the great kind of you know. Yeah discoveries of players and, and, and what they can contribute sometimes just happens by accident but um you could say yeah an experience but the problem with with getting an experienced player like him is he has to be instantly uh, giving us something doesn't he like yeah he played that first game and was perfectly that was perfectly good first well, game you would he have thought he would do you know right. so yeah i think chelsea it's not yeah. as if like you, you look at what he did last season and think well well what on earth are we buying him for Sure, you know, he sure. was contributing to Chelsea last season. He's just not worked out as everyone thought it would do. Some things yeah. happen that way. Yeah. I, I, I made the same argument. Do you remember um, uh, Sebastian Squillacci? Of course. Um, uh, who who was, was, wasn't was a great either. But at the time, Arsenal needed a, uh, an experienced centre-back. And I think it was either him or Mexes. And we were linked with Mexes every single year for about 20 years. Squillacci, French international, came was was pretty dreadful. But if you... You know, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. A lot of the time, you get these experienced players, they don't seem to work. I'm trying to think of one in any club that has, but, if, you know, it's 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 unfortunate. And it, look, because really, you see, like Cavani for Man U is working, isn't it? In the sense that he well, gives them something else. Like, I'm not saying he's, 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 yeah. he's amazing, but you can see minute. that experienced forward who gives them another option who yes. can come off the bench. Like, that seems to make sense to me. Yeah, I suppose mm. so at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. But with, look, I don't know. For me, when you got when you spent seventy two million on Pepe and then you bring William in, kind of playing the, in his position. Josh, what, you, what were you going to say? I was just going to say Scalacci was a you know a French international. I think at the, at yeah, the time was. we he we was. signed him at a time where France were quite a proper uh, international uh, force. So um, you know, look, we, we we've made a 
you know, a, a mistake here, I, I think, I think with Willian, and it feels like it's going to be a almighty turnaround to start seeing how he, um, forces his way into the team. And it felt like Saturday was a huge opportunity in a sort of no risk game to go play your way back into my team for the next league game. And it, and it, and it isn't happening. Um, at the moment, and I don't think there's any fans who are calling for him to to be starting in our in our Premier League team. And the idea that we've got two and a half years left on quite an expensive contract is a is a bit of a concern at the moment. But there's a player in there, isn't there? A, a great, talented player, and you just hope something clicks, and you know maybe a little period out the side, and he and he comes back. But boy, we we've done what 35 minutes of this podcast, and given the amount of airtime that Mesut Ozil has has been given. Um, in recent months, that he's finally gone and we haven't mentioned know, him is quite, quite amazing. What, but, what, do you, what are you going to say about it? Well, the, to be honest, the reason we haven't mentioned it is because I thought we'd gone. I, I just, you know, I thought well, I just assumed he'd gone when we were recording this podcast no. this time last week. I know he hadn't. hadn't. I know, I know he hadn't. I, obviously, I'm aware he actually hadn't officially, but it did take a ridiculously long time. He was literally like, you know, flying to Fenerbahce. He was in the air for days. He was in the air for days <laughs> and posting lo- loads of comments about Fenerbahce on Twitter for days, and then finally it was confirmed. Was it? I mean, it was comical. It was the, what did you make of his farewell letter? Did you? Uh, I thought it was. It a, I just thought it was. You know, I don't know. I, do you know what? It, this is going to sound. I'm trying to. How can I word this? I think in the end, forget football, right? Forget the fact that for me he was obviously in decline, and you know should never have been given this 350k a week contract ever. But I just think as a personality, I just think he was a bit petty and a bit self justifying and a bit like you know. I just felt German very defensive, you know. I just thought his he, he, and his farewell comment, you know, I he, just kind of, kind of trying to say, oh yeah, we only won, we started winning things again because I you brought me in, you know. I just it felt very, I don't know, I, just, I wasn't impressed. I have to say, you know, when a player is that allegedly brilliant, right? They, do they have to really justify their their contribution like that? You know, just say goodbye, thanks to the fans. You know, it was like a self-aggrandizing thing. And if you're going to have a little account of your career at a club that you're just leaving. Well, in that case, you know, be a bit more honest about it and go, but there being the end, you know, it was an absolute disaster, frankly. You know, I would have given him, can you imagine that? But just don't, just don't go into it, Meza. It was, it was, it was funny. It's it's like lack of class. In the end, people, you know, people say about Meza Ozil, his massive fanboy following, that he's this like, you know, amazing guy, gives to charities, brilliant, blah, 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 blah. He stood up for the Muslim in in China, brilliant. But as a personality, I thought there's something slightly, I don't know. Oh, yeah, slightly off. Boyd, I'm, ju- I'm just wondering because, like, on on this farewell message where he said, "Being with Arsenal for so long has meant I've experienced the big mix of ups and downs over 250 games, 44 goals, and 71 assists later." <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but he doesn't he doesn't sort of clarify it, that they've been declining at quite yeah. <laughs> quite yeah. quite alarming rates. One was, assist this le- this season, you know. Go, why don't go for it, Meza? You know, give us the full stats. I just yeah, think in my very, <laughs> very petty in my final campaign, I contributed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, people go on about who was it? People go on about Alexis Sanchez and what, what a twat he was, right? People were always like assuming that Mezet was the lovely, decent, you know, human side of Arsenal, and Alexis at the time when they're both in the team was this egomaniac, you know, who was selfish and everyone hated him. I don't know. I think it's all a bit that narrative. I think maybe is. I think in the end, I think I preferred Alexis to be honest. Anyway, I'm not Dan. I'm not. Dan, what would you say in, in farewell to um, Mesut Ozil? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits in at Fenerbahce. And I've just been looking at some numbers. So I don't actually really know anything about this player, but I'm going to sound like I do now, um, uh, which is probably what I do most of the time. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the player who plays in the, the sort of number 10 attacking midfield role for Fenerbahce is a Greek player who I've never heard of, Dimitris Pelkas. Uh, but he's having a very good season. Four goals, oh. five assists in 15 starts. Seems to start every single game. Plays just in behind the striker. So he's the man that's under pressure, but the man that's been doing well. So if Ozil comes in and does not hit the ground running at Fenerbahce, wow. interesting to see interesting. what happens. Did you, you said five assists. Five assists, four goals so in that, 15 appearances. So uh, nine I mean, goal contributions, mm. as the stats wow. people like Me, to say. I think in just Me, Mesut has four, four assists in the league in the last two years, so he's yeah. uh, going yeah. to have to improve yeah. quick. I, my, my summary of him, I, I put on, I think, on Instagram or something, I said, um, uh, you know, he had some brilliant moments, lovely moments, loved, you know, loved many of his contributions, but in the end, didn't give us as much as Emile Smith-Rowe, you know, that's, that's my final verdict, you know. 
in, you know, um, in the end, I mean, you know, right now. As maybe, we... maybe when, uh, you know, it, it, time will heal a little bit and he will be better remembered than it feels like it in the moment and people will remember. You know, he's entitled, boy, to talk about the success that the club had because he did join a club that hadn't won a trophy since, you know, 2005. Mm. And, yeah. you know, when it, winning those FA Cups did feel like a, a bit of a turning point and, and prolonged the wonderful, great Arsene Wenger reign. So for that, I'll always... Uh, be thankful for him. We've done some other transfer business, though, boy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know what Dan makes of this. I, I was really intrigued this signing of of Matt Ryan from from Brighton. I mean, how crap do they think Renarsson is? Like, how big a mistake have the club made <laughs> with bringing in? Like, I can understand how you make mistakes because you know oh, that player didn't quite work in the formation that we were going to play in the end this season. You don't really have that excuse with a goalie. That's like, the problem with keepers, isn't it? It's it's like you you can't play two keepers. So it's it's not like you can say, and, well, I've brought William in because he can play in different positions. You know. Yeah. Firstly, you thought, well, it's obvious if they're signing him, he's not coming to be third choice at Arsenal. He must at least be going to second. But they were they were both on the bench on Saturday, which was an unusual one. But then well, tonight, there, I think, only I think Matt Ryan on, was. Yeah, they were only on two on the bench at the weekend because uh, Oba had travelled to St hmm. Mary's, I believe. And therefore, Matt Ryan was the, let me get this right, is it the 19th man? 20th yep. man, whatever. He was in the squad but wasn't going to be named as a sub, but they thought the man's well named as a sub because he was there. But then um, tonight he was. Tonight he was. Yeah, Runnison's made a, a, some mistakes. He's only young. He's not got the experience. I quite like Matt Ryan. Uh, I, I don't exactly know what happened at Brighton because he got bombed out, didn't he? And, and I know that his stats weren't great, but I thought he was a decent keeper last season. And I think, I, I don't know this, but it sort of almost smacks as, as though maybe not this particular move, but a move was being sort of lined up um, because they, I can't remember the keeper who's come in at Brighton, but um, I thought Ryan's done all right. I, I think he's a good, hopefully a, a good backup. And that's yeah, the I thing, mean, isn't it? it? Yeah, to get, we, we, we need, it, you, you're obviously signing one to be the backup. So you're not going to get, you know, are you? I mean, it'd be rare to get a world-class, you know, goalkeeper. The, the, the thing is, is, when is he going to play? You, you, well, well, that's the question, isn't yeah. it? Will he, will he like still playing in the Europa League? I mean, we're not signing. You wouldn't uh, play him now, would you? I don't think. No, I don't. Um, think so, no, but it, it, you, but you need cover if 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 he gets injured. If if yeah. if um and and clearly Renarsson was terrible, wasn't he? In that one game he played, he just had a terrible game, didn't he? And he, he looked. It was against Man City, I think. Yeah, was a, a difficult yeah. night for him. Yeah, and well, his I mean, stats are, know, are terrible, aren't they? So this is a goalie that played every single game last year for the for Brighton. Yeah. He yeah. didn't miss a Premier League game, so yeah. there's got to be something in there which is um, a bit more stability. And presumably, he has been assured of some football in the Europa League at, at least. Um, I can't I think he would have been assured. I, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think, think he just comes back. He's, he's only on loan, isn't he, with an option to buy? Is that right? Or is it a buy? I don't know. I should. No, no, uh, no I think it's a loan. It's a loan. Yeah, it's a loan. It's a loan. Talking of which. Arteta was asked. No, Arteta was asked if it was, um, and he said he's, he's unsure at the moment whether it will become a, a permanent transfer. Were you going to talk about some of the other ins and outs that we've had? Well, I've come about Odegaard. Yeah, Odegaard, Odegaard. Or, or Socrates, I thought you might mention. Oh, Socrates, sorry. I'm, I'm more excited. I mean, Socrates, yeah, I mean, not, yeah, good luck to him. Um, but Odegaard is genuinely exciting. I, I think Odegaard is a really impressive bit of business. Josh is already, Josh, listeners, Josh is looking... I don't know, doubtful. But let me, hear me out. I don't, this is not, I'm not saying it's going to be a brilliant signing who's going to come in and play every, play games and, and, and immediately be great. I'm saying on, in theory, when, you, when you're buying a player right now to take some of the pressure off Emil Smith-Rowe, right? Mainly, mainly, considering I think now William is consigned to the, to, to, to the B team and not, not, not an A-choice player. So you're, you're buying a player to be backup to our uh, attacking creative talent that we've discovered in the last, you know, couple of months. So you don't want to kill, let's use that famous phrase, Emil Smith-Rowe. It's the last thing you want. So you've got to bring in a player somehow that we, de- that we need on the creative side who, you know, isn't going to cost you the earth because you've got a Mills fucking Smith Rowe. And I think it really made sense to, 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 to get a player on loan who is creative, you know, an attacking midfielder who can play probably in, in more than, you know, in a few positions in, in, in the front line. And if, if, and, and to ease up on the Mills Smith Rowe to make sure he doesn't have to play every single game. Because at the moment, you're like, if Mills Smith Rowe isn't playing every game, then it's an absolute massive loss for the team. If Erdegaard can come in and in a few weeks' time play the odd game and be perfectly decent as a creative 
player, then, then great, isn't it? That, so for me, it like, makes total sense. Um, potentially, yeah. I mean, potentially. I, I, I mean, yeah, potentially. I mean, who knows? I you mean, could... I, do you know what? I, I know, I know he's, he's, a little bit, he's a little bit of a, um, what's the computer game? Whatever the computer FIFA. game. Yeah, FIFA. Not, not a FIFA, football manager. Football manager. Isn't right. he a darling and football manager fan? Yeah. Because he's been, mm. he, he made his debut when he was nine. But he's been playing since he was about 12, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know a lot about him. I, I, obviously, he went to Real Madrid, didn't work out, played for Sociedad last season, apparently did a lot better. They wanted him back, but they've not used him, or Zidane hasn't used him that much. So, I, 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 you know, it's, it's different than a Squillaccio or a William. You're getting someone who's a lot younger with an awful lot still to prove, I guess. I'm not even quite sure what type of player he is. An attacking, is he a Smith Rowe type player? He's 22, he's only two years older than uh, Smith Rowe, he's been around for. 15 years or yeah yeah it's incredible isn't it yeah i think he can play in that in those positions but i think he is like he, you know he does that's partly one of he's one of those players i think where you're not necessarily entirely sure what his best position yeah. is like a lot of our i think you know you could say the same for some of our youngsters apart from emil smith who is slotted into that position Comes with a lot of expectation doesn't it because of yeah his yeah but he's creative i think the thing that everyone seems to be saying about odegaard and he's had a lot of injuries you know but you know, in theory, that's more creativity is what we need, isn't it? That's, you know, yeah. certainly six weeks ago, we were like, we need some fucking creativity from somewhere. And in the end, it came from Emil Smith Rowe mainly. It's now, I think, coming from particularly Saka, Saka Emil Smith Rowe, you know, and, and others, and Tierney, you know, a creative force, you know, when he plays. So it's, it's less desperate now, but still, I think it's a, it can only be a good thing if, if he turns out to be anywhere near what his reputation is. Yeah, one, league, one league assist in the, last cal- in the last 12 months, I think, for Odegaard. Anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> he hasn't played much, though, has he? he, hasn't, he has well, been... this is last season at Sociedad as okay. well. But yeah. okay. I, I, you know, I, I think potentially, I, I, would, I would trust you know, Arsenal with this one. I think it's if, more, yeah. You know, if, if they've looked at him and thought he can make a difference and he can contribute for, for six months, maybe even more, then that's good enough for me. Yeah. It's like, what else? My question is this. What else would we, what could we have done, you know, in terms of a signing in this transfer window as yeah. backup for our cr- creative talent? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. It's I difficult. This, this, we, uh, um, this, this is a good one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Could have got Kim Kalstrom out of retirement. <laughs> uh, as, as long as he takes he's only thirty-eight, the semi, that's fine. Exactly. Maybe that's what we'll. Uh, maybe that's what Odegaard's here for. Maybe there'll be a Europa League semi-final and a penalty shootout. Yeah. Broken back Kalstrom. Broken back. Kalstrom. No, look, it, it, yeah. it's great to have another another body in, and very very clearly the club are waiting until some bodies you know have got out, and uh, and they have, and uh, at least Arsenal are being proactive in, in, you know, who knows exactly what deal was struck with Ozil to, to get him off the wages for the last six months. And, uh, you know, Kalazanac has, uh, has gone out and, uh, and obviously Socrates, uh, as well, you know, so the two players really who were the high profile ones to miss out being in the Premier League squad, Ozil and Socrates, at least the club, I guess, have had some half, you know, getting half their money back on the season, so to speak. And, you know, that's better than, than nothing. Um, you know, there seems to have been talk about Mustafi leaving the club, but that, that's sort of been rebuffed in the last day or two. It seems like he will be um, yeah, I don't know sticking why. out the season. I don't know why they're rebuffing that. It'd be great. He'd be the first well, name to You don't know off. which way. You don't know which way. I mean, you know, maybe you get to a point with, you know, with Ozil, obviously, it was a very long, drawn-out process. Socrates, presumably a bit quicker. He's, he's gone back to playing Greece. Maybe Mustafi has just gone, do you know what, I'll, yeah, if I don't play again and I need to find a club in the summer, then, you know, so be it. Yeah, I just think generally, I'm not, you know, this is, this is sounding like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm delighted with everything we're doing. But to me, this transfer window so far makes, at least makes sense. Like, it, it feels like they're going out of their way to get expensive older players off the books, you know, as we, as you just said, and we've done that, you know, we've got, we've got some of them, particularly, so I think most, I don't think many of us were expecting, if you think about it, I don't think many of us were expecting them to actually be able to get rid of Ozil in, in this transfer window. A lot of people yeah, were saying, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, th- yeah. I think it's been, it's been good business. I mean, Mikel Arteta wants the squad that, that he wants. He, it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? You know, for, you, you can't just say, well, they shouldn't have put him on various contracts. That's what happened. Mikel Arteta's had to deal with it. It takes a bit of time. You, you, whatever you've got to do to get people away and off your squad he seems to have done it it, it feels like it, like a good january 
and yeah. if Odegaard comes as well and just provides a bit of spark, then then all the better for that as well. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah, we should say, by the way, that Odegaard hasn't officially signed no, as we're doing this podcast now. Come, yeah. But, uh, well, apparently, I think he's had his medical today. He's been in London, and I think they're probably making the video. They're editing the video, welcoming video as we speak. Um, so I think it's going to be announced tomorrow, by all, by all accounts. And just to say, he is known as the Norwegian Messi. And, um, yeah, and Pep Guardiola vowed to make him the world's best player. I, mean, I don't know if he says that to every um, player he, that, that he has in front of him, but those are the famous things that people... And... Um, Graham Balligay did a video about him um, the other day on Twitter, which which was saying he, you know, potentially he's really good. So none, of, I'm not saying it could he could easily be the next like a William, you know, like a 22 year old William type of situation. But for me, I'm, what I'm talking about is the strategy. Strategically, I feel like uh, finally, you know, because strategically we've been an absolute nightmare, haven't we? For you know, for years, like what has been our strategy in terms of acquisitions and game and, and all that? Whereas for me, this transfer window at least just makes common, makes perfectly decent sense. Whether or not that you know he works out, who know who know who the fuck knows? But I'm at least pleased that we're trying to get some creativity in, and and it's not going to kill Emil Smith Rowe, which can only be a good thing. Um. We've got to look ahead to the yeah. uh, game Manchester United Saturday, 5.30. Huge, massive, huge game for us. Do you think, Dan, that Man United are... Is this run that they're on, is it a proper run showing they're capable of actually winning the league? Or is it kind of like, you know, they haven't played that many amazing teams? I mean, they've they played Liverpool a couple of times, but... Do you think you know? Do you, I think we can beat them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't... I'm just. Yeah, I, I'm. I think you're right. I'm just looking at some of the results now, because they haven't beaten the big teams. I know mm. they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup last time. Yeah. But in terms of league play, have they beaten a six, a, a top six? Or no, I don't think top so. Six, I don't think they have. No. Um, so I, I think the jury's still out. Uh, what what they seem to have done though is is they found. I mean, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, he's amazing. Fantastic. Man. Yeah, you know yeah. that's one of the best signings it's been isn't it, for years. Su- yeah. su- such a catalyst, um, yeah. and uh, Solskjaer is seemingly now getting the be- best out of Pogba as well. Um, and whatever you think about Maguire, you know he he seems to be doing it as well. I mean, and there's less mistakes from De Gea. Um, but I watched a bit of the, the FA Cup game. They still look vulnerable at the back. Mm. I mean, Luke Shaw's having a better season, isn't he, I think? Yeah. Wan-Bissaka maybe not so much on the other side. I mean, United have always had really good players, but over the last few years, their squad has underachieved and maybe it's just a, a time. What's going to be interesting, and I've just thought about this because I watched that game at the weekend and, and they were suggesting who would play against, sorry, the, the nil-nil against yeah. them. Who's going to play in that game? And, they, and I think the pundits were saying it'll be Fred and McTominay as the two midfield sort of enforcers or shield, if you like. And if Solskjaer plays that, I think that's that'll be a real compliment to, to Arsenal and Arteta because I think it'll believe that Solskjaer just want to come and, and just try and get a point. And yeah, be happy yeah. with that, and and hope that maybe Fernandez can can do something. Rashford can can do something. Um, Pogba can can maybe create something. But I, I and I and I think he will do that as well. I think Solskjaer will be mindful of the way that Arsenal are playing at the moment. I think they'll be defensive. I don't think they're anything like as good as they used to be years ago under Ferguson. When, oh, no, no. you know, they're, they're, are they genuine title challenges? Yes, they are. Be, simply because everyone. Seems to be beating everyone else. Although City look good, don't they at the moment? I guess. Certainly, City. City is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, City I think is there's a little bit of a, a a little asterisk by their run, simply because they yeah. haven't been beaten, and they're, they're out of the Champions. League. Are they in the Europa League? Uh, yes, they uh, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're in the Europa. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think that. I think they. I think. I think. I think we can beat them. I mean, we did beat them away. Not you know in in yeah, a one to, shining result of a, of a yeah, few months you, ago. Yeah, you talked about good. You know, best performances of the season. And although it was a very different performance, Arsenal yeah, that was, really well did a job that day. And, yeah. and the game against Chelsea at home, I think, and whatever you think about Chelsea, like United, they've got a lot of really good players. Um, and who knows what they're going to be like under under two? Oh God, yeah, I'm furious that they've got rid of Lampard. I think you know, I mean, yeah. that, that was a Chelsea were on a decline on a on a on a good decline under him. And I think Tom uh, Tuchel is potentially a really good. Really good uh, signing. I think, for them, I think so. Arsenal on on Saturday. It's Saturday tea time, isn't it? I think if yeah. Arsenal play as they did today, uh, you know, big chances of winning. And it'd be yeah. a great win. 
Yeah, it'd be, it'd ma- be huge, wouldn't it? Yeah. Three points, yeah. yeah, incredible. Yeah. Three points. I think United will come and defend, and it might end up being a draw. But of the okay. two to win it, I'd take Arsenal to win. I mean, it'd be uh, unbelievable to to take you know six points off Manchester United in the in the season we've done. I, I presume, am I right? With the last time we we would have done that being what two thousand six seven that year where we won one nil up there at Dubaior. was it who got who got the goal? I think we then got beat them at goal, home. Yeah. In the season, so you know, we're talking 14 years since taking six points off Man United um, in the league, and yeah, that was a two-one, wasn't it, at home? I think quite early on in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was. So, you know, a huge opportunity. I mean, if we can, you know, look, I, you know, what I've said before about being a bit dubious on our bid for European football from a league position in terms of top six. You have to change your tune if we, if we can sort of go away to Southampton, beat United, and go and get a result at Wolves. Even if we take probably four points from from mm. these two coming and up, and then it's Villa away after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, avoid defeat in this little round, and you you have newfound respect. But because of all these teams around us, we we are going to have to go and win games like this if we are going to make it. So. Uh, a, a huge opportunity, but the, the confidence, as you say, from the league form is, you know, must must be huge. I mean, this is a, as good as Arsenal have had it in a in a very long time. And so, don't and don't all um, the players look like they're really enjoying it? As well? Yeah, yeah. Which is what transformation? So. It's a transformation. Yeah, you see, you see right. them coming off the pitch. But hang on, Smith Rowe and Saka and and, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who's not not kicked a ball, coming and jumping all over it and yeah. whatever. There's yeah. a real you, togetherness there. But, but, you know, you look at some of the players, you know, Gwen Doozy, you know, gone, uh, you know, Torreira, O's or Socrates, you know, there's, I don't know, you sense that the players that are around and playing are players that maybe aren't causing issues or, or divisions and uh, there is a bit more sort of unity. Yeah, which, but, which he said, he, the squad. which Arteta made quite clear was one of the reasons why, um, you know, the non-negotiables was, was players that were a bit, Difficult, you know, and I think whatever you think of him, Guendouzi, you know, was was a bit like that, wasn't he? There was a brilliant rumor, wasn't there? Did you see the rumor that we were going to be swapping him for Julian Draxler, who we've been, who I think we've been linked with Draxler for about the last ten years? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's coming in with Philip Mexis. We were pretty excited about the <laughs> yeah, double swoop. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, who, was, who was the Ajax fullback? Was it Trebelsi for uh, going, yeah. going back a few? Yeah, years. yeah. There are certain There's players, aren't there? We're linked with yeah. for about ten years. Yeah, and sometimes, and yeah, sometimes we never get them. Um, uh, I'd love to see Draxler Arsenal. He, he, at his height, he was fucking amazing. Um, yeah, like, proper, he's, proper I mean, he's German. Not, he's, yeah, I'm but. just looking at he's not he's not been getting at Paris. He's not been getting no. that much of, that much game time at Paris Saint Germain last couple of years. No. Bring him in. Bring him in. What's your prediction, Dan, for the game against Man United? Score uh, prediction. I, I will go for, I think it's going to be a different game to tonight, but I think it might be a 2-1 Arsenal win. Don't see Arsenal losing. I, do, mm. I don't see that. Mm. I don't see Arsenal losing. I'll go 2-1 Arsenal. I'd say one all Boydo. Um, I'm going to go 2 all. yeah. I, I, yeah, 2 all. I think... Um, yeah. I'll be gutted if we lose that game. So, uh, but I think, you know, the fi- I'm going to have the final justification of the FA Cup team selection because I just think winning tonight was so key to give us the confidence and to keep this run going United for that United game. Play, United play tomorrow as well, don't they? Yeah, I mean, United play tomorrow, so we've got a day of recovery, a day extra of recovery. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, it's, anyway, it's incredibly exciting, isn't it? It could not be more then, exciting that we're playing Man United at home. We've got this um, again. I mean, this this nonstop run of of sort of two games in in the space of a few days um, finally ends after next week. We have a, a little breather, but um, it's Wolves on the on the Tuesday, six o'clock on the second week today. Are we going to have another podcast before then? No, I think we'll do one uh, after, in this manner no. straight okay. after. So yeah. we should predict Wolves as well. Oh God, putting us through the mill. Well, no, uh, Wolves are, uh, are, are not in fine fettle uh, at the moment. So I'd, uh, I think if we, you know, at the moment, the way they've been playing, I'd, uh, I'd be backing us to go and win at Wolves. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't you, Boyd, or are you not feeling um, that way? I think they'll give us, they're, they're still tough, aren't they? They're still a tough team to... Um... They're in, are they in the, the worst four? I mean, they are, are they? barely They, they were beaten in... by West Brom. Oh God! All right, yeah, you put that into in their, perspective. In their last league, and they, and they beat Chelsea, Chelsea, Yeah, they play Chelsea tomorrow. Then they play Crystal Palace. Okay, and then it's okay, 
Yeah, I, actually, I might be wrong. I just feel like they haven't won in a. Was it since maybe since they beat Chelsea back they, in December? They, yeah, you're, they're on a terrible run. You're yeah, right. Yeah, that's their last league win, which yeah. was 15. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're eight points ahead of them actually, which is uh, which is surprising to me. I didn't even realise that. So um, yeah, we should beat them, shouldn't we? Let's face it. Yeah. So okay, bearing that in mind, I'll say three-one. Dan. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say something like three-one. Yeah. Let's. Okay. I'll, I'll go three-nil. Okay. And Josh, two one, two one, two one. Once again, once again, the prediction <laughs> section of the podcast has proved to be dazzlingly entertaining. I think we'll all agree. I think we're all agreed on that, aren't we, Dan? That's <laughs> hugely. Dan, thanks there was so someone much on for... Twitter who. Oh, go on. There was someone on Twitter that had done a table of how you had oh, done yeah. in this. Uh, yeah, but um, it's a little bit invalid because I, I, I missed the podcast and that hadn't really been like I hadn't been given like a par score. The, it should have both just been voided, um, I think. Really? But, but anyway, um, thank you very, very much for doing the table. Do, do you have it up how many, there, How many have you got right this year? Oh, I mean, hardly any. It, it, it's been pathetic, really. <laughs> but it's a, is, a is for Arsenal is the excellent, excellent um, tweeter who tweeted, who does, has does, done this table for us. Um, my, um, I'm on, what am I on? Correct outcome. Um, a correct outcome, as in, you know, whether we win, win, lose or draw, 53% I'm on. Josh is on a mere 51%. No, um, I'm, why are you making that up? I'm on exactly the same. Oh, no, you're on I'm the on same. Sorry. No, I was, you're sorry, on you're nine on. out of 17. <laughs> you're on the, nonsense. Nonsense. You're, I, I misread right. it. I'm sorry. I, I, that was an, an honest Convenient. mistake. But I am on correct score. I'm on 12% and you're on a mere 7%. <laughs> Although, to be fair to you. Well, um, one out of 15, two out of 17. Two out of 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not going to win any, we're not going to win any awards for this but um, no we're not uh, but the we're mere not. fact but thank you to Dan the mere, <laughs> the mere fact that um, someone makes this table for us is justifies the whole thing as far as I'm concerned Dan yeah oh, you're absolutely. a hero for staying up to which is now 11.30pm um, and you've been talking yeah. about this ruddy Arsenal game for, for the last like four hours bro. I have but you know I mean it's you know it's locked down don't only get to speak to the missus and the dog so um, you know <laughs> I'm quite happy to you know the poor it's dog's dry, probably dry, missing you. Dry, dry January as well. There's not a lot going on in my house. I can... <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thanks anyway. Thanks so much for joining us. And Josh, thanks very much. And um, good luck. I hope the baby doesn't shit too much more <laughs> on the carpet. Thank you very much. Um, Thank yeah. you. Should that be the title of the podcast? No. Absolutely. Baby. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.